Why is my camera not working? Are you, are you guys ready to bang? Oh, here we oh, go. Yeah, Wait. let's go. <laughs> let's let's go. I'm ready. All right. Um. Oh, we already clapped. Got got to find what episode this is. Twenty three. Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome to Content Cube episode twenty three. I'm Brian Woods. I'm Jake Mosier. I'm Zach Holenstein. <laughs> Uh, so this week our, our big, our big thing was Avatar. Um, and I do need to clarify it's the bad one, uh, because the last airbender, uh, less good. It's the last good one. Cause the last airbender was just put on Netflix. Um, we'll be getting to that later. Uh, sorry for missing a week folks, you know, mother's day and finals and you know, yeah, we're, we're busy boys, but I don't think we're ever going to be busy again. No, <laughs> we're back forever. I've cleared my schedule for the rest of my life. Yeah, I mean, I, I never have anything to do again. Uh, we're just we're just chilling. What have you guys done for the last uh, two weeks? You know, Zach, you can go. I feel Zach. Like Zach I it sounded first. like you had something yeah. to talk about. Oh, that's not a uh, okay. Well, I can talk about um, how finals. I had an interesting thing with my finals. Uh, so. My econ, I don't know if I told you guys, I probably told you guys this in person. I don't know if I've stated on the pod, but this is a funny story. Uh, and I can joke about it now because it's all in the past. Uh, my exam one in my econ class, which is a five credit hour class, is macro and microeconomics. Uh, I got a 30 on the first exam. Uh, yeah. and then, but hey, guess what? They curved it to a 35. Nice. Um, I know. Game changer. Dubs. But, but okay. So <laughs> definitely got that grade back and looked at it. This is back in like February. And I was like, that's not right. There's no way. Because, like, I, I've never – I don't think I've ever done that bad on anything ever besides maybe, like, varsity baseball. Uh, and <laughs> so I – I so they get, they let you take the test booklet home and they put the answers to the test online so you can, like, see what you did wrong, whatever, learn from your mistakes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I did that and I, just like, compared my answers to the test booklet – uh, with the ones on the thing. And I'm like, yeah, I should have like an 80 on this test. Um, not a 30. So that's, <laughs> that makes a difference. Uh, and then a series of emails over the course of the next four months or whatever to the teacher, about five of them, uh, no responses to them detailing the whole situation. She also put her number online. I texted her a lot. Uh, no responses ever. It was getting kind of worrisome because um, my grade was like a 67 uh, because of this and, uh, I, I need a 70 to pass fail the class. Right. Uh, so eventually I'm like time desperate times. I gotta, gotta say something. And I, te yeah. this text I sent to her was worded a little differently. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, professor with all due respect, it feels like you're avoiding me. And, <laughs> and then she responded to that one immediately. Now that's weird because now I'm like I can, can confirm that she you get these messages you get them she yeah. was in fact avoiding you yeah I'm like by by saying you aren't avoiding me to the you're avoiding me message you you just confirmed that you were avoiding me because uh, she goes I'm not avoiding you it's impossible to respond to all these messages in a timely yeah. manner and I thought that was a hoot a hoot that she used the word timely manner uh, four months after the fact um, so. That wasn't cool. And I was just like, okay, good to know that you're you're keeping in mind or whatever. And so I took the final, got like a 70-something on it. Uh, and it was looking like it was going to come down to the wire um, 
on whether or not I passed the class. And then she hit, she hit me with a text. Uh, and she was like, I, I, I hit her with the, just like the final, just reminding you I exist text. Right. And then yeah. she was like, I thought about it, Zach, and I'm just going to drop your exam one grade. And I was like, let's go. You know, like what? she dropped it. Yeah. As in like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's not like, I'm giving you lower grade. Uh, she dropped it. And then my grade went from like a 67 to an 86. That's uh, great. And I was yeah. like, that looks more like reflective of the work I did this semester. So that was cool. <laughs> um, it was scary for a while. And I guess the, the moral of the story is you, you can, you should bully your teachers into dropping exam grades. Yeah. I could have yeah. been lying. I could have been lying to this woman the whole time. <laughs> And she would not know. And she just dropped the grade. And I'd be like, that that seems that made me look dumber than I think I am, ma'am. I think you need to drop that. And she could have been like, I guess so. You know, <laughs> as long as you're persistent. But yep. So besides that, all the all the finals went pretty fine. Uh excited to be done. And just uh, I think I'm thinking about dropping out of school though, just to focus all my energy on the content cube. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's kind of just a distraction. I just want to make this podcast as good as it can be. I mean, once we launch the pa- launch the Patreon, we can live off this exclusively. I think. I think we can all move I'm out. Trying to make I a career out of this. Now. Are we going to live in a content house together? Oh, dude, yeah, it's going to be like one of those terrible, like hell YouTube channels where they fucking live together and hate each other in two years, <laughs> and the channel so falls apart. There's your timeline, uh, <laughs> listeners. Whenever we get in the house, you got two years left, and then we're and, done. Enjoy it while you fucking can, because th- there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> uh, shit, man. I mean, I played some video games. Uh, can't say. That's weird. Don't know, don't know if I'm recommending. Oh, oh Zach, Zach, how are the movies going? <laughs> oh, oh, you watch another fucking behind-the-scenes making of for some mid-tier horror film? Uh, it was actually behind the scenes for Avatar. Um. Oh, you do another ranking, bitch? Every Game of Thrones episode ranked. Oh, wait, I hate this series and I want to fucking die. <laughs> I don't want to write that article again. <laughs> Why would you write it again? As in, like, I don't want to go back and add the season eight ones because it was written before season eight. I don't have it with me to revisit that one. <laughs> uh, so I've been playing a video game and I'm not going to recommend it because I, I don't know how anyone would do it. I guess I just found the only English copy ever produced or something uh, of uh, Mother 3. Uh, for some reason, there's just this one translated copy that I legally own or whatever. Um, and it, it's the sequel to Earthbound. And uh, I've been playing it. And I, every five years, I start it up again. It's like a, it's like a weird JRPG. It's very, uh, it's very funny. It has a lot of... Ahead of its time, I'd say. Um, and every five years, I start it. And every five years, I get along with the rest of the people that love that game. I'm like, why has Nintendo not brought it along? And then every five years, I get to the three-hour point, And I say, the main character just got... Um, pro- just seemed to... Uh, the game seemed to allude to him just getting molested by a uh, horrible trans stereotype. Um, and then I remember why it's not coming out. <laughs> so, is, that, is that why they haven't put it on? I have to assume. And also music, uh, just copyright law is different in Japan. And, I, and I'm listening to some of the songs that happen. I'm like, seems like you just took that entire uh, 
that entire beat from that song, that popular really? 90s song, and just put it in your game. Uh, so that's not coming out here uh, ever, it, uh, but I have been enjoying the, that. Is the horrible, what, the, the description, the trans yeah. station, everything you just said, is that possible to change and take out, or is it integral to the story where you really can't fix it? I mean, you could absolutely change the text where it's kind of like a weird joke, like, oh, just endure it, just endure it, so he can get his psychic powers. Um, you okay. could probably change that text because it just goes, uh, it's just a black screen uh, in a bath. They're in like a hot spring. Um, but you could uh, probably not change the sprites of these, uh, of these bearded people mm. in dresses who say uh, we are not man nor woman, we are a different creature. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you could change their whole look. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know if you'd get around get a, get away with that one. Uh, but I, I wish they'd bring it over. It's very good. Um, and if you would like to play it, maybe you could go find your own weirdly legal, uh, one of a kind <laughs> English copy of it. Uh, and also, I've been playing Sekiro, and fuck that game, it's bad. I uh, hate it. hate that game so fucking much, dude. It makes me so goddamn mad. Is that the one with the purple dragon? Maybe? That's Spyro. That's Spyro. <laughs> not, not Sekiro. <laughs> Sekiro is the one with the samurai, and uh, it just infuriates oh, me. Of course. Just an infuriating game. I get it. It's their whole bit. But I, I, enjoy, the, I enjoy playing from software games, like Dark Souls and Bloodborne, up to a point where I'm like, I have a pretty low tolerance for bullshit, and I think for the most part those games are fair, but like, there's a part, yeah, and Sekiro, there's a part where like you can go both ways, and one of the ways I'm stuck at a part where uh, all the enemies have guns, uh, and there's no real indicator when they're about to shoot if I'm not looking at them, uh, and that sucks, I don't like that, if I wanted to, if I wanted to get shot at, I'd play fucking Bloodborne, Um, (laughs) and then the other path is this lady who can summon a bunch of ghosts, and uh, I got these items called snap seeds, and it's like, oh, uh, dissipates uh, ethereal beings. Uh, and I used those all on a ghost enemy in another place that they weren't supposed to be used on, and there's no way to get more. And they make the boss fight easier, and the game says, hey, you can't do this without those items. Uh, so I'll never I, I have in trouble with that. And it just it just kind of just, just upsets me a bit. I, I get it. People like it. Good game. But, man, I fucking... I have a low tolerance for bullshit. Like, I stopped playing Bloodborne when I was fighting an enemy that was just kind of... I don't remember the name. Dark Beast Parl. And uh, he's kind of like a big dog thing. Mm-hmm. He's not a dog. Mm-hmm. He's like a four-legged monster. Uh, and you, I can't really hit him because just the, my weapon animations don't reach up. So that's why I stopped playing that game. Uh, so Sekiro, <laughs> play it if you want. I don't know. I think it's probably on sale right now for like 45 Probably not going lower than that. Uh, if you want to play on a PS4, uh, DM me. You can buy my copy. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, what have you been up to? Uh, I actually ended finals like two weeks ago, the Thursday, two Thursdays ago. So I've been kind of chilling. Um, the highlight of the last two weeks was my neighbors uh, set up a bonfire. So we went and all sat around the bonfire and talked. And it was nice to see other people. Um, we made s'mores. It was a good time. Um, and then I've been watching a bunch of stuff. I'm on season five of Veep. So within a month, oh, I watched. Oh, it's so funny. It is very good. Um, it's, it's hard to watch because things are happening in that show that are too close to reality in that like what they thought was ludicrous and crazy has just become what we live in. 
um, which takes a little bit of the humor away, but it is a very funny show. Some of the best insults I think ever written in TV. Um, I uh, beat a game, which I'll talk about in my recommendations. And then I started Uncharted 4 because I've never played it. Um, hey, have so, you played? did you play the first three? No, but I watched my brother play pretty much all of them. So I don't really feel the need to play them as I know the story. Um, but I didn't watch him play Uncharted 4, which has been a very fun, mindless game to play. Uh, it doesn't take much to play the story. The enemies are all really easy. Um, but the story is very good. The set pieces are awesome. It's pretty mindless, and that's been fun. Um, I bought Rainbow Six Siege to play with my friends. Um, yeah, they, every time I get on, they're playing. I was like, well, it was on sale for $10. So I bought that. I've uh, been playing that. I had owned it two years ago, or not two years ago. When did that game come out? 2015? 2016? Fuck, I think 15, yeah. I bought it in 2015 and played it, but none of my friends had it. So then I sold it and rebought it. Um, that's been fun. Um, I watched some movies. I watched a classic, Apocalypse Now. Zach, have you seen that movie, I assume? I have. You assumed what very you correctly. What that movie? Um, okay, my answer is kind of weird because... When I watched it, uh, the only time I watched it, I watched what's called Apocalypse Now Redux, which is like an even longer version with like every deleted scene. It was like three hours, kind of slow, but there were a lot of parts I thought were really cool. Um, uh, I don't know, man. I remember like really liking it, but never wanting to watch it again. Because, yeah, so my take was, I mean, it's one of... I would say of like 25 film. I mean, there's more than 25, but it is always in the top 50 for best movies of all time. People hail it as a classic. Um, I think it has a lot of interesting things it wants to say, but I don't know if it says it all that well. Um, and of course, and it sucks. I, I wish I would have been able to watch this movie when it came out because I'm sure then I would have been a lot more impressed and been like, wow, this is the first of its kind. But obviously I've seen other movies that do similar things. So that, that special that special aspect kind of goes away um but i enjoyed it i don't i don't think i would call it one of the best movies i've ever seen but i do think it is a very pretty looking movie and it has some really dark uh effective moments um i also started lord of the rings and i have some hot takes and i'm not gonna i'll just wait till i finish the trilogy to give my takes um (laughs) Let's just, I'll leave it at that. So in about two, two weeks when I finish the trilogy, I will come back with my full Lord of the Ring take. I'm going to call in um, sick for that episode of the pod. Can't do it. <laughs> um, and that's that's been my week. I watched some other movies, but I don't need to talk about them. They were good. Enjoyable. District 9, Bad. A Few Good Men. And Wait. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> I think we might have to. <laughs> wait a minute. So A Few Good Men, you thought was... I'm getting a sense that you thought it was fine. No, I liked that a lot. Very good movie. Okay. Loved it. Okay. District 9 also liked a lot. Very good movie. Okay. Very weird one. Don't quite know. Quite impressed that that got made and got nominated for Best Picture, which astounds me. District but 9? I didn't know it got nominated this, for it. It got nominated for Best Picture and basically has no... It's a found footage like, movie. No known actors or actresses in it. Basically, like nothing really going for it besides that it was more less i mean i i don't want to call it this because it really didn't try that hard but an intellectual sci-fi movie um i liked it i love the um, premise that was, that was my week 
premise is cool. I just thought, I don't know. I hate movies that are like from the perspective of a camera. I know all movies are made with a camera, but I mean like found footage type stuff or whatever. What's weird is they scrap it like 45 minutes through. They yeah, do it for the first weird. 45 minutes of the movie. And then the, the like they give up. Like, Cause I was like, wow, this is like, I was like good for this director for going all in on his idea. Like this is what I'm doing. It's different. And it was cool. It was like a, a faux documentary because he does the interviews. But then I'm not going to spoil it. Some stuff happens to the main character. And then they completely give up on that. Which sure is does, huh? v- very yeah. weird that he stuck with the beginning part of the movie knowing that it would not fit the second half at all. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, guys, don't stop recording. Okay. Uh, shit, I was supposed to say break for... All right. We're back. Uh, you guys ready to move on to Avatar? Hell yes. Yeah, let's okay. do that. Avatar, the James Cameron story. Um, not The Last Airbender, which is on Netflix. Quite, quite, a, quite a brilliant show. Have you guys ever seen that one? No, I have not. Zach, have you? No. I mean, I didn't really watch anything on... What was that? Nickelodeon? Uh, was that Nickelodeon yeah, I show? So. I yeah. did Besides see, Spongebob. Uh, I was all over Spongebob, but... I did see the hit movie, Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, a, yes. The good one. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Zach tried to get me yesterday when I said the James Cameron Avatar movie is probably the second worst Avatar, probably the worst Avatar property to come out between 2005 and 2009. And Zach tried to get me by bringing up the M. Night Shyamalan hit, but that's 2010. Uh, So kind of untouchable. The fact that you think I'd make a mistake like that upsetting honestly insulting to say the least. Uh, But we watched it. I mean, it tied with Titanic, which means it's as good as Titanic. Uh, and the polls. Thank you, folks. I mean, honestly, I thought Titanic was going to win. And Jake, I think I probably have you to thank for this, but I said it would be very interesting and probably funny in some regard to revisit Avatar. It. Uh, I I have not seen Titanic in a while, but I, I wanted to talk about Avatar mostly because, one, I wanted to hear Brian's takes, and two, I've watched it since 2010. Yeah. And I want I remember really liking it in 2010 when I was 10 years old. I wanted to know if I still liked it now. Spoiler alert, I really do still like Avatar. So weird. Before Brian has some words to say about Avatar, I'd like to establish that Avatar is the second highest grossing movie of all time and was yes. nominated for nine Academy Awards, including mm, Best it, Picture, Best, best Director, picture, Best huh? Art Direction, Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing, yes. Best Score, Best Sound Editing and Mixing, and Best Visual Effects. It won three of them, Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, and Best Visual Effects. Best Picture? So, it was nominated. Keep that in mind, Brian, before Unhinged. you say anything too drastic. No, I mean the Academy is absolute dog shit. We all know this. Like, don't, 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 don't say the, don't say the Oscars are good when it suits you. Don't, don't fucking change your opinion on the Oscars when it's like they nominated <laughs> Avatar. Uh, you know this movie. That's good. I think. I mean, it's oh, like man. it's good. Oh god, it's like good. Uh, but and like, I would like to also say it won the Golden Globe for Best Drama. Are you fucking kidding me? Game changer. No. <laughs> Game changer. 2009 was a weak year for drama. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's like very unremarkable to me in like a modern context. I don't. Okay. I mean, like just. I just, Brian, do I don't get it because you love. You love like lore and world building and ridiculous stuff, yeah. and they created an entire world. 
And just because the effects don't look as good in in 2020, it's like, well, that's not impressive anymore that they created a world. Well, Well, I don't know. I mean, the world is all right. I don't think it's incredibly interesting. Before we get into the rest of the movie, I mean, like... Okay, I do want to talk. I do want to get the CGI thing out of the way because I feel like we all should just talk about that now before we get into the rest. <laughs> yeah, I personally, I think the only CGI that doesn't hold up. Um, for perspective, I also the we moved into a house where the person had a projector in the basement, so I watched this on a projector, um, which I think probably gave me a little better quality than watching it on a TV. Um, but besides the navi themselves which yes arguably is a large part of the movie and the mechs i think the rest of the cgi looks fantastic i think the world looks still very good holds up very well i think a lot of the creature design holds up very well um but yes i will not argue that the navi design and the humans in the mechs does not look great i mean like it just whenever a human is on screen it kind of looks bad um as long as it's it i mean like even when he's getting off the ship for the first time it like i said it and i feel i feel like i nailed it i'm like oh this is like a post 2010 call of duty live action commercial <laughs> well like the like the green screen was that good uh, i'm just like damn like they don't look like they're there they're on a different plane of reality than everything else in this shot and i mean again it doesn't really matter i mean i just i think that you know it, it's not a yeah. big deal uh, I mean, the world is fine. I think they're like an interesting race, and I think there's interesting etymology there, but I don't think the story was at all interesting. Uh, I think it's cool that they fuck their horses. I mean, that's very <laughs> interesting that they fuck their horses and pretty much everything else in that world. Uh, yeah, I that's cool. I I disagree with the world thing, because I, I think what I like about this movie so much is it has a sense of like, awe wonder and discovery that no other movie really matches and they i mean they kind of do that because they make jake Soli this vessel for the audience to experience it with i mean he kind of just exists to be this also new person to the world but i will not argue with you that the base plot i don't dislike it it's fine it's not anything too special i think it does its its job i like i like the romance between sam worthington and zoe zaldana I think it. I think it. They pull it off. The chemistry's there. I mean, again, I think the world is really cool. I do really like the world and the whole. I mean, I, I think it's. I don't think it looks that. I, first, I don't think the art. The only like art. The only like alien creature that I was like really into were the lizards who who would like had propellers on their neck. Mm. I really like those guys. But, I mean, the horses are like whatever and. The flying things just look like oh, it's like a, it's like the enemies from Borderlands or something. They're just they're just like a, just like a flying bird thing, I guess. And that's I mean it's not bad, but nothing in this movie really filled me with awe. I mean like I've seen floating islands before. I've seen I haven't seen I I call it horse fucking. I don't I don't know what I, what, what I'm supposed to call it. Mating maybe is bonding. Better. Bonding. Bonding area. I, I think that concept, very cool. Very cool. I like how they all link into the world. I think that's very cool. But again, the designs didn't really do it for me. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's, I really like the world and everything, but everything else I just found, whatever. I mean, Jake Soli is 
ultimate dumb guy. He's like the ultimate embodiment of like the 2000s dumb guy protagonist. He's like, (laughs) he's just like, he can't, he can't absorb information. He like, how many times he absorbed how many a whole culture's worth of information eventually. But his whole thing is like, Oh, he's too stupid to listen to the doctors when he's waking up. He literally can't hear them. Hey, Uh, Hey, Hey, can I point something out about that scene while we're on that? He can't walk. And now he has yeah, legs. I, I'd be very excited. Yes, but <laughs> that's I mean, he. You're gonna yes, tell the guy who finally has legs again. Hey, don't you dare use them. Don't you dare. <laughs> don't you take dare. it easy, bud. Right, listen, how many times does he? I mean, when he's like introducing himself to the to the tribe, he's like, oh, "I'm the, I'm a warrior in the Jarhead clan." I'm like, that's why. Like, why would you say that? Like, this is a very. It's not like really a good joke i mean i get it you're like a, a a marine right whatever i mean like how many times does he like break cultural things on like I, he's just like the ultimate dumb guy you know i think we I, can we not all accept that he's like ultimate dumb guy i'm not saying he's a fucking idiot but he is the ultimate dumb guy 2000s protagonist like like he 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 makes jokes that aren't funny he's like really just like a blank slate uh, it doesn't matter but he is kind of the embodiment of that time period protagonist. You know what I mean? I would say parts of him fit that. I would not say his whole complete character, but I will not completely disagree with you. Yes. You know, I, think, I mean, I think I Sam know, I think Worthington cool is sometimes. good. Yeah. I don't know. If, oh, I feel fine. bad that he didn't get any work besides that bad Terminator movie. And then yeah. he really didn't do anything besides work on Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. So. Poor him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He is the only, uh, recently they released a photo from the Avatar 2 filming, and he is the only one who doesn't look happy in that picture. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> He's got a lot riding on Zach, what did you think of this movie? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I thought it was dope. Uh, I mean, I haven't watched it in a while, but um, yeah, I watch it again. I'm like, yeah, all the things that people say about like the plot being derivative, yeah, sure, it is um the one the comparison that gets made a lot is like dances with wolves and then another one is um fern gully which is like an animated movie from like the early 90s or late 80s or something uh and i've seen both of those or i haven't seen Dances with wolves i've seen fern gully i'm like yeah it is pretty much um at its but i think like the sci-fi concept of like creating an avatar of uh like an alien race and putting yourself into it to like make yourself more trustworthy with them is a really cool sci-fi concept. And then they also kind of like mix fantasy and sci-fi with like how the world is all connected. Like, and that's what Awa is or whatever. It's like the world and you can like link yourself to it and like upload memories and stuff to it. And like how that's how it's all connected and stuff. I think that's awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I watched a, like a two hour documentary on like the making of it, like between the hours of like two and 4 AM the other night. Cause I couldn't sleep. Uh, and that, that was like inspiring to me almost, uh, just like how much work they had to put into it for years to like design every aspect of it, like create an entire language. Um, and like the the little things that go into the creature designs to make them work. Um, and they ran through like so many different alien designs before they settled on the one they settled on because they didn't want it to look too weird that people would, wouldn't be like off put by them and you could believe a romance between them, but they also didn't want them to just be blue people like yeah. that look like humans, except blue. Uh, 
So they're like, oh, let's kind of make him look like a cat, kind of, too. So that's why they got the ears and the tails and shit. Um, But I don't know. I think they're pretty cool. Uh, I agree with you guys. I'm like, the effects don't look awesome by today's standards. But, I mean, I don't know. I think it's still fine to put things in perspective of when they came out. Like, yeah, you could use that. Like, look back at what I say about the prequels for Star Wars when I bitch on them for not having practical effects. And that's why they age really bad visually. Um, Mm -hmm. And maybe... Even ten years down the line, this will look even like look like the prequels. I don't think this looks like the prequels at all right now. But like, I think we'll get there. Yeah, I guess. But here's the difference: is I think also uh, I care about these characters more so than I care about the prequel characters, uh, especially Natiri. I think is her name. Whatever yeah, Zoe Saldana's character, I think she's great. Um, like like Jake said, I buy into their romance really well. Uh, kind of like uh, that. That girl in that group chat that we're in, whose name escapes me, that listens to the show, uh, loves yeah. a good romance. Um, can't remember yeah. her name for the life of me, but just yeah. um, what she. What is I'm, her name? Oh. I don't know. I know it's crazy, uh, but yeah, just like her. Like I think that's why I love Titanic so much. Is I, I do love good romance shit. <laughs> so uh, if I buy into it, uh, and I buy into this one, so I love it. Um, yeah, so I think it's a really fun movie. Uh, yeah, plot derivative, but like the sci-fi concepts within it are pretty cool, I think, in my opinion. Um, action's fun. I love a good straightforward hero blockbuster story that, you know, I mean, it's not like hilarious yeah. or anything, but I laugh a few times. Action's cool. Looks cool enough to me. Yeah, not the best movie I, ever, but I like it a lot. I think it's great. I I appreciate, and maybe it didn't, and maybe I'm just being ultra positive. I think that this movie at least for a couple years after, had to have helped fund, not because of the money it made, but helped gave some studios confidence to fund bigger projects. Because, I mean, they invested so much money in this, and it paid off. I mean, it's the second highest grossing movie of all time. And yeah, James Cameron is attached, but I don't think it's his name alone that made this movie huge. And I'm sure in the four to five years after, there were some big budget movies that were financed with the proof that this, some of these movies can succeed. Because I mean, in the recent years... I would say that's decreased. I would, I, you know, I'll go on and say it. Uh, James Cameron, I watched the Terminator 2 making of documentary as well. Uh, just so we, just so I, I guess, update anyone uh, who doesn't, probably hasn't heard me talking about it recently. I watched every James Cameron movie over the past two weeks. Uh, How many? Seven. Um, dude, I think I'd go, I'll go on to say, as far as I know, probably the most technologically focused uh, director out there in terms of yeah uh yeah. just just to pull up the quick facts here abyss the movie the abyss late 80s was like the first movie to have like a computer generated thing look like a human kind of uh terminator 2 the the technology they use for like the t2 i don't know if, uh, i should know this whatever the bad guy terminator is in terminator metal. 2 yeah that guy that was all brand new technology then and they had to figure that out while they were filming it uh, Titanic was the most expensive movie ever made at its time, uh, creating that all that shit. Um, and then, yeah, Avatar obviously was like motion capture, yeah. completely new stuff, um, mind blowing at the time with the 3D. Um, and then Avatar 2 is like underwater motion capture that apparently hasn't been done yet that he's been working on for a while. So, I mean, I, I really, he's really inspiring watching these documentaries, how hard he, like the amount of time he puts into these effects before he makes the movie. And you think about it, he's like one of the biggest directors out there. And since Titanic, he's made one movie. That's 1997. 
between between that he's made avatar and like that's he just because he's putting so much work into these effects and shit to make sure it works um i don't know i mean i think it's pretty cool but i'm i'm sure avatar 2 will probably 40 years from now not look great but i am excited to see any movie that i've seen where they do cgi underwater aquaman is the best example looks bad flat out bad immediately even when it's new and so if he can pull it off where underwater cgi effects looks good i'm gonna i'm gonna be impressed it's a big it's a big movement forward um i want to bring up a question brian brings up with this movie which i think would be fun to debate about brian thinks this movie has no cultural impact yes um Uh, i mean okay not zero because there are no i'm not gonna say zero but like yeah you know I mean, with how much money it made, it should have made more, is what you're yeah. basically saying. So the yeah, question I mean, is, is there any series or movie that's had only one, like, one thing in its in its series, in its, like, breadth of content that is, does have a big cultural impact? I can, The only one I can think of right off the bat is, like, Forrest Gump. Um, Forrest Gump? Forrest I mean, Gump. Everyone knows Forrest Gump lines, but... Uh, Titanic? you know yeah his other yeah. movie yeah titanic <laughs> titanic do be dope um i would argue though like avatar has a lot of cultural relevance but not in the way that it should like, i mean it I, has <laughs> a lot of capital and like it has a lot of you talk about it as one of the biggest movies ever but i mean like i mean you'll talk you'll look at the dark knight and I mean, let's just forget Dark Knight Rises because it doesn't matter in this context. But I mean, just like Heath Ledger's Joker still has an immense yeah. amount of cultural impact. Uh, what was that other rolling. movie? Francisco is just cringing right now. Uh, Joker's huge. Um, I, we have Seven, right? Yeah, I mean, that that that's talked about all the time. What, the movie Seven? Yeah, I, like, You're talking about what? the movie yeah. Seven? Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess, just that, I guess probably that just one back. scene, but yeah. Yeah, but still, I mean, is there a single scene in Avatar that anyone can remember if they haven't seen it for five years? The mating. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, hair fucking is just, like, interesting, but it's not like... I think think it goes back to what we talked about earlier, that the main focus of this movie and the cool thing about this movie isn't the characters, it's the world, which I would argue is a weird thing to reference and talk about. Like, it makes sense to reference the, the seven scene... I mean, Titanic is also linked to a cultural event, so it's not hard okay. to look at it in the context of that. But this movie, I, even, I mean, I don't even mean, <laughs> I don't even mean direct references. I just mean like, hey, can you really think of another movie that's done a space colonizer story or another movie with aliens that are super in touch with nature since then? Like, there's not even like vague like inspirations. Like, I don't see any, and I'm just like, why? Like, how has this movie made? So much money, and its and its space in the public consciousness is so minimal. You know what I mean? Like, like I think it's a really cool concept for an alien, and it's not just a cool concept. I think that lore and world is executed well in this movie, but it just hasn't mattered. Yeah, it, you're not wrong. It, its effect on movies besides like CGI technology hasn't been all that much. It'll be interesting yeah. to see if after two, three, four, if this movie. <laughs> Oh, wow. Storm's going. Five. Two, two three, three four, five. five baby. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. The lightning oh, behind me distracted me. Um, oh, that means it's coming my way. See if, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jake's in St. <laughs> Charles, and it's coming. if it's coming from the west, usually that's where they come from. That means it should get to me. I'm probably I'm roughly 10 miles probably from Jake. 
seems like you're awfully in touch with nature, Zach. I I, I just <laughs> I took a meteorology class and I got an A in it. Uh, nice. Storms storms go to low pressure areas. That's yeah. that's my so, fact for you. <laughs> sorry, Jake. What what up? So I'd be interested if two, three, four, and five, if this movie becomes extreme, like not maybe extremely culturally relevant, but if it can reach the 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 likes of a, I mean, this is stretching, but Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Harry Potter, because I mean, if it makes anywhere near, it doesn't need to make, it doesn't need to be the highest grossing movie of all time. But if it makes, if number two makes top ten and is also cri- critically liked and liked by the popular, liked by the public, I mean. It'll be interesting to see if it if it becomes culturally relevant and, and we yeah. start to see more movies try to try to influence or try to be like it. I love uh, I love James Cameron's confidence. What, what was that comment he made like a few months ago? Like when Endgame passed, it, he was like, I'm happy for Endgame. That's really cool. It's good to know that people still go to movies, but I'm just excited to beat that record. Yeah, with absolutely. I'm like, I, I'm like, I doubt I don't I'm like, I doubt. But I love the confidence. I'm, uh, tells me he's very confident about what he's making. Like, do we think Avatar two even gets close to the amount of money Avatar one made? Define close. Well, Avatar two made what, like two and a half billion or something like that? Yeah. Like, does this thing even break one point three billion? Does this yes. thing even break a billion? Yes, it breaks. One. I'm guessing one. What have there been like twenty movies that have broke one billion ever? Something like okay, that. Yeah. Here, here's why it will break a billion. My my uh, my proposition. Aquaman broke a billion dollars. For oh, some okay. reason, for, foreign countries love like bombastic colors, lots of weird, huge set pieces. We and hate I mean, colors that's here. The reason this movie made so much as it did is because it was huge overseas. And I will imagine, yeah. especially if by next fall everyone is fine to go out into movie theaters in the public. Please. Assuming everything kind of goes how it is, movies will have kind of just over that summer started again. So if like that is the big. The, like the next big movie to go see, I I think it will it will do pretty big unless it sucks, which is a possibility. No, it is not. Yeah, it's not gonna suck. It's not. It it's won't. St- everything's possible, Zach. Everything's possible. James Cameron um, has not made anything sucky. I go with track record. Sure, he puts too much time <laughs> in this for this to fail. There's no way. I. It is possible for it to be bad. I doubt it. He I spent years it. on the scripts. Years. There's so no way. What. Okay, just some. I, I'm just gonna start just talking about that. I mean, again, like this movie, the things I'm talking about it aren't like, oh, this ruined the movie. It's just like another reason for me not to give a shit. Like I, I'm not. I, it's just like stuff I noticed that I'm like, eh, like who? It's whatever. I mean, this movie, good, good film. But what's with Sigourney Weaver's Avatar? Like, why do you guys think that is? Like, why do you think that? I is? mean. Okay, maybe, maybe her. She seems like she's like the architect of it. Maybe hers was made before they perfected the nose technology on the avatars that they make to blend in. Nah, I, I don't. I don't know why the lead scientist would have a avatar that would give people an uncanny that would give the other avatars a fucking fight or flight response. Uh, don't know why they'd settle for that. I. I, I mean, I honestly have no idea. It it might have been a little bit of an oversight, or just like, oh, we need her. We need the audience to make sure they know yeah, that I she guess. is part of the humans. Because I mean, making Jake Soli not look like a human makes it easier in the movie to believe that he would integrate into their group. 
yeah. as opposed to her who just looks like a human who is painted blue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very, very weird there. Um, I don't know. What was your guys' favorite animal? I like the the like cougar looking things. Yeah, those were scary. Um, I do like you're right. The ones that like spin. I like those are guys. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, I like the rhinoceros looking things kind yeah. of like the giant those guys are cool i don't know how to describe i like, it when, I like it when they on stepped that on that guy yeah very funny <laughs> that, 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 i i watched that i'm like what that was a weird take very weird scream uh shit okay that reminds me i need to get like a screen cap of the general saying oh that, that was some tough bush in venezuela and I, I need to get a screen cap of that and then tweet it next to the headline like oh two two s Two U.S. people arrested for a failed Venezuelan coup. I got to make that joke. Um, uh, but yeah, I liked it when the guy got stomped. Uh, the lizard guys, those are very cool. Um, I don't know. I mean, I really liked the concepts of everything. Uh, I like the luminescent light like at nighttime in Pandora. Yeah. Like yeah. how mm-hmm. every all the plants just light up. I think that's dope. Mm-hmm. Has anyone ever been to the Avatar Land in Disney World? I was actually going to get into this. Do you guys? I have not, but I have done research on on it because it was always I, so fascinating to me. I've been there. Okay, perhaps you can. Do you think James Cameron will respect the lore? Because so, honestly, if we're being serious, <laughs> I think he made the, the lore real there. I no, think the he real, like, like was in charge of it, right? Like in terms of really? like, what the story they he, did. He was heavy. He heavily helped. Yeah. Okay, because the real sequel to Avatar is the Avatar theme park. Like no cap. Like that is like the uh, that is the actual. Cannot, that is the actual sequel. I, and then we I, have Avatar 2. I would say he will respect the lore because in reading fun facts, which I'll read some of them off later because some of them are wild. Um, when This is like a side note to why I think he will respect it. When he made the game, Ubisoft made an Avatar game. Um, he helped like the Ubisoft people pitch creature ideas for the game and he put them into the movie. So I, I he like, like Zach said, he was heavily involved with the... Uh, with the land in Animal Kingdom, I think he, I think he kind of said to Disney, like, if you don't respect everything I want, we're not really doing this. So they kind of had to listen to everything he wanted. So I'm sure he'll obey the Disney, the Disney Lords. Uh, Zach, do you know about the theme park lore? Disney Lords obey James Cameron. James Cameron doesn't obey Disney Lords. Do you know about the theme park lore, Zach? Uh. No, I don't really know. What's what is it? Is it cool? Okay. I mean, it's whatever. But basically, Jake, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I, I don't know if it's a new company or just the the current one is under new management. But they go back to Pandora, nice, and they set up an agreement so it's cool for them to mine there. <laughs> and they're all they're all friends, and they're all good. And there's pictures of a fucking uh, Navi shaking like a, a middle manager's hand. As they fucking break ground. And I'm like, what is the second movie if the humans are good now? I, If I'm correct, I don't know if they're mining again. I think they're there to just, like, in, uh, not discover, but, like, do ecology stuff. Like, they're checking okay. out the plants. They're getting medicine. And they have, it's pretty cool, they have, like, the former remnants of the other company. Because there's, okay. like, a, a mech broken down. So they acknowledge that the other company was bad and evil and was there. But the new company is supposed to be better, That's pretty apparently. Good. Can we agree that that middle manager should have been executed for his fucking war crimes? <laughs> I, I would fucking inject him myself, frankly. I mean, he deserves to be guillotined 
uh, just beaten to death. I mean, he was he was definitely the most evil character in that movie. Uh, yes. But uh, but yeah. So any other interesting theme park things? Tell us about the theme park, Jake. Okay, they have my favorite theme park ride of all time. Um, the Avatar. What, what I don't know what the Avatar. Flight, it's like called. flight through Pandora Fl- or something. Flight like that. of passage. Flight of passage. So you go through, you're climbing up through the floating mountains, you go nice. inside cool. this cave, and then they basically, they give you your avatar, you become an avatar, oh, and shit. you, you basically, they guess what you get to do? You get to fuck a bird, the giant bird thing. Yo! So you go through this, this god-awful cue video where it's the horrible voice acting, it's like, you are preparing to become, and does all that dumb bullshit, and then you step on, it's basically a motorcycle. And so you have like a motorcycle seat and you put your hands on the the thing. And then what happens is so like you go into a room of there's like six. I think there's like eight people. So you're in like a room with eight people and there's just this like gray wall in front of you. And then all of a sudden the floor like kind of disappears beneath you and the wall in front of you goes away. And it is basically just a giant ass screen. But I, the technology is the craziest thing I've ever seen. We did it twice when I was there. And the first time I paid full attention to the screen and didn't look around, it feels like you're flying. Um, you can feel the breathing of the animal against your thighs. It's crazy. Um, That's super cool. Yeah. And so basically like you're, it's a simulated, a simulation ride. Like it makes it feel like you're flying through Pandora. You're on the bird. You go up, water splashed at you. It's very cool. The second time I looked around you initially think you're only in a room of eight with your own private screen. No, it's like a screen for over like 150 people. And there's like six stacks of people above you and to the left and right of you. It's the the engineering behind it is insane. If you could look up a video to see what it looks like, it's it's incredible. Um, big fan. Hell. The second Where is ride, uh, Disney World Animal Kingdom. Um, Wait, so is Florida. that Florida? Yeah. yeah. The, okay, second the second ride, one? though, bad. Um, (laughs) you're just in like a boat ride through this, like basically through like a river in Pandora and you just see animals on screens or, um, animatronics. Though the end is cool because they have the shaman. If you remember her from the movie, she's singing Mm, her uh, song and doing weird hand motions. Probably the most impressive animatronic I've ever seen. It looks very real and it's very large. It is the, it is life size to a, uh, Navi person. So it's like 10 feet tall. That's They're like so big. That's like half of the rides at Disneyland are just boat rides, man. Yeah, yeah. and, and some of the some boat rides are very good. That boat ride kind of lame. Matterhorn is that a boat ride? I don't know. Matterhorn's Matterhorn dope. Matterhorn's like a like a, like a little a bobsled. Yeah, bo- yeah, Matterhorn is on tracks, no water, right? I don't remember. Yeah, dude, the, the best ride at Disneyland, on. Hyperspace Mountain. It used to be Space Mountain. Now it's Hyperspace Mountain, and it's Star Wars themed. Very cool. I've never done Hyperspace Mountain. I've only done Space Mountain. Uh, I hope they never fix that shit. I hope it's always prone yeah. to breaking every third ride or something. <laughs> yeah, man. So I weird. Went to Star Wars I, Land pre-Rise of Skywalker that summer. Oh, it was so cool. I mean, yeah. the, I mean, the, the Millennium Falcon ride was absolutely the worst thing ever constructed by man. But at least it I looked think like it's a Millennium you got Falcon. Owned. Yeah, they made me the engineer. It was so lame for a 70-minute yeah. wait. You, I did nothing have, but press a button. It was so stupid. And there was no Han Solo appearance. It was the freaking pirate from the Clone Wars telling me what to do. It was so Zach, stupid. Zach, have you read about the second ride, though? Uh, Rise of, like, the Rise of the Resistance or it something like that? That was not operational when I was there. 
I know. I've heard it's everyone's saying it's the new best ride, so I'm real excited. I'll go back one day when I'm ready for that. I I just got I I gotta say I'm I'm on a hot streak because I just got an A on my indigenous religions class uh, a mere few days ago. I'm not gonna get scoldy here at the movie or anything. I mean it's it's whatever. Uh, I think the white savior thing is very dumb. Played out classic bit. We all know it. Not gonna get into it too much. I mean. Yeah, say, say, uh, white, white, just a non, a, a non-indigenous person saving the indigenous people, solving their problems. Dumb trope. We get it. Whatever. Thank you, James Cameron. Uh, you got to do it. I mean, you got to make me feel like the whole. Uh, you know, we got a guy. We got a guy that looks like me going to an exotic place and being important. It's the wish fulfillment. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 he clearly did some amount of research on like indigenous people and the destruction of their culture and everything. But, like, I don't know if he knows that the schools were bad, but, like, he seems to portray them as, like, a cool thing. And I'm like, why? Because, like, he kind of understands, like, I mean, he makes it a very literal thing, like, the connection to nature and how everything's connected and how it's all, like, a thing and how you're part of it. He makes it a very literal physical thing. So, like, he knows about that. But I'm like, schools were definitely bad, dude. I don't know why you're, like, I mean, I guess he would... I guess he just needed an excuse for there to be a good scientist and for her to be there. Schools were absolutely bad. Well, they needed they were just a, well, bad the main thing. thing is they needed them to be able to, some of them to be able to speak English. Yeah. Yeah. It was just whatever. Yeah. Right? Just, he seemed like to get it. And then like the school thing, well, that's weird. Uh, and I'm not saying like a normal person should know that. I mean, because yeah. <laughs> usually if America does something, you know, we all think it's cool, even hundreds <laughs> of years later. Uh, and that's not anyone's fault. That's just how history works. Uh History is decided by the victors, and uh, we keep owning people, frankly. (laughs) We keep just genociding people left and fucking right. Um, But uh, I don't know. I just figured, like, if you did, like, research, like, which I would hope he did to make a movie that is just a Native American analogy thing, uh, uh, school's bad. But uh, that's kind of my only, it's whatever. (laughs) It's a valid point. I do not disagree. Are we ready uh, for some trivia? Yes. Okay. I got five questions for you guys. They're all for all of you. No specific questions this week. Okay. First question. Who were the studio's first choices to play Jake Soli? Um, there were two posi- two people suggested for the role. So each, uh, each ABCD is going to have two people. Here we go. A, Hugh Jackman and Leonardo DiCaprio. B, Toby Maguire and Robert Downey Jr. C. Elijah Wood and Christian Bale. D. Matt Damon and Jake Gyllenhaal. Matt Damon, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I'm going with that one as well. You guys are both correct. Good yeah. job. That was <laughs> it. Was a hard one to choose pairings that would yeah, seem I mean, likely, but I mean, it hit me immediately because of... I was like, those those guys would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they're two like blandish characters, you know, a bland looking guy. They're not like ugly or boring, but I'm like. Jake Gyllenhaal might be the farthest thing from ugly I can think of. He's not ugly. I'm not saying he's ugly. I'm just he's saying inc- he's kind of plain. Incredibly unugly. Yeah. <laughs> he ended up uh, picking Sam Worthington because he wanted a no name. So that, I mean, for the same reason, like you can feel like this person, you can feel like the common man, aka, as Brian mm-hmm. said, the dumb guy. Um, yeah. Second question. 
what was the budget for Avatar? Um, so you can't go over prices, right rules, whichever you guess is the closest number without going over. Including marketing? Including marketing? No, not including marketing. This is just production. Can someone give me the cost of another movie? Uh, Endgame, I want to say, was like 250 400 million. I hate this. Um, Zach, shoot. Five hundred million dollars. You guys American. are way overshooting. It was two eighty. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I think uh, marketing was one hundred fifty million. So total. Yeah. Okay. It was. Like I wonder. I wonder when they start counting as production because I watched a documentary and they were having James Cameron. They were paying James Cameron and researchers to do research on the technology for the movie, like for a couple of years before they even started production. So I was like, yeah, I, I never know what always goes into those costs. Um, so it's one to one. Here comes the third question. Ubisoft Montreal created the video game adaption of Avatar. What was its Metacritic score? This is the Xbox 360 version because it had the most reviews. This one, I'll just do whoever is closest. You can go over. 58. Brian? 67. Zach gets the point. It was 61. Fuck. Um, yeah, so an okay game from Ubisoft yeah. Montreal. Uh, question four. Uh, due to Avatar releasing on December 18th, it ended up at number five at the domestic box office for 2009. Which one of these movies were not above Avatar? So Avatar was number five. Which one of these was not in the top four? Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince? Up. Star Trek, The Twilight Saga, New Moon. Star Trek. Star Trek. Both of you are correct. Congratulations. So, um, Star Trek not making a ton of movie money. Well, they're making a lot of money, but not, it's not Twilight. <laughs> yeah, so the top four, um, number one was Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Fuck that um, movie. <laughs> num- <laughs> number two is Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, then Up, then Twilight Saga, and then Avatar. Hey, I own all the Harry Potters now. <laughs> How'd that, how's that going? I haven't watched them yet. I'm going to, though. I have so much free time now. I'm yeah. probably yeah. going to watch all of them in one day. Who knows? Who cares? I'm going to put on some sweats. Get You know, just just lay in bed and watch eight, I, eight I, wizard movies. I don't know if you're going to do that in a day. <laughs> that is a lot. It's <laughs> um, a lot of fucking movie, but... <laughs> I think I'll probably call it after the second one. It's going to be hard to continue. You would have to one. sleep only eight hours. And then do only that. (laughs) (laughs) That's not too far off from my routine. Yeah. Okay, Zach is up uh, two to one. Here's your final question. James Cameron, known for being tough on set, would do what to people whose cell phones went off? A, swat them to the ground and stomp on them. B, nail them to the wall. C, put them in a bowl of water D, drop a bowling ball on them. B, nail them to the wall, because that sounds awesome, wanna, and he uses them as examples say, for people to see. I want to say that too, but I'm going to go with bowl of water. Zach is correct. He did. I fucking knew it. I knew <laughs> it. I, I shouldn't have tried to be unique there. He would nail them uh, He would nail them to the wall above the exit sign. That's awesome. Is I mean, it's, um, it's, it's fascist. But it looks cool, I'm sure. <laughs> it's kind of abusive in a way. Yeah. Um, and then here, Just put your so phone Zach, on silent. It's what I do during won. the content cube. I do. <laughs> it's not hard. Um, 
here are some of the fun facts I found. Some of these are very interesting. Um, Zach mentioned this earlier. They uh, created an entire language from scratch um, with a ling. How do you say that? Linguist? Linguinist. Yeah, they created about a thousand words. words. Um, James Cameron originally wanted to make this film in 1999, but the budget would have been 400 million and no uh, studio would fund the film. And the technology Um, just was not there yet. No, it was not. Um, Sam Worthington said in an interview, um, he is an Australian, by the way, that it was easier for him to master the Navi language than the American accent, which I think is interesting because his accent went in and out the entire movie. Um, (laughs) He was um, living out of his car when he got casted in that movie. That was literally the next fun fact. Um, He was living in a car at the time, and the person who called him told them nothing about the script, didn't tell them the name of the movie or the director, and he was very sad at first because he thought it was another waste of time. Um, To help the actors prepare for their roles, James Cameron took the cast and crew to Hawaii, where they spent their days trekking through the forests and jungles and living like tribes in order to get a better sense of what it would be like to live in actual Pandora. Um, Zoe Saldana even dressed up as a warrior during these journeys, complete with an alien tail, symbolic of the one she has in the movie. Symbolic? No, (laughs) it's just emulating it. Um, According to James Cameron, the Navi are blue to create a conceptual parallel with traditional Hindu depictions of God. Also, he just likes the color blue. It's a really good color. (laughs) They they Um, look very pretty. (laughs) To appease 20th Century Fox's fears and the harrowing experience of Titanic, uh, James Cameron promised to forgo his director's fee if Avatar flopped. Wow. Um, If I'm a studio, I'd love to hear that. I mean, this guy's confident. (laughs) This guy just radiates Uh, amazingness. Two facts left. Um, It was the first completely digitally shot movie to win the Oscar for Best Cinematography, uh, which is interesting. And then... Despite understanding the Navi are not placental mammals, James Cameron insisted from the start that uh, Nitri have breasts so as yeah. to look hot from a human's point of view. Very dumb. <laughs> I noticed that. I'm like, this is very, they don't even have nipples. There's no nipples. He just wanted the audience to be attracted to her. So. Very weird. Very weird. I'm not going to, you know, dog faced is used as like a fucked up insult. To what? No, I mean, she has like a fucking dog nose. <laughs> I, I don't know who's gonna. I don't like the way you're talking about question. Natiri. A lot. I'm just not into dog faces, which <laughs> they, uh, which they, you know, you could call it a cat face. Listen, Gr- fine, fine woman. <laughs> there you go. But no That's nipples. It. There's no. Re- why? Do you- maybe, so maybe sorry. I'm defendant of her because I know it's Zoe Saldana, <laughs> and I think she's yeah. gorgeous in real life. So I'm just like, Natiri yeah. must be gorgeous. But she doesn't like, look like Zoe like Saldana. If she was like a no-name no. person, I'd probably be like, yep, weird. That poor yeah. girl gets stuck with alien roles for the rest yeah. of her life. She got typecast as an alien. Hey, you know what movie? You know what movie she's uh she's a she's got a small role in Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one. Uh like she's like the one woman on the Avatar, on the black. I know, yeah. It was like it was like the one woman on the black Am pearl crew. And I think uh, I think that's the only thing I can remember her in that's not like Guardians or Avatar, obviously. I just want to clarify one final statement on Avatar. Don't hate it. 
I don't hate it. Don't even dislike it. I think a lot of my opinions come when you put it up against how much money it made and how fine it is. You know what I mean? I mean, I, a lot of what I'm saying is just like me trying to like pick apart why no one gives a shit about it. You know what I mean? Like you can like it, but again, it's cultural impact minimal for the amount of money it made. It's a fine movie. Go. It's fine. It's a, it's a fine movie. If you haven't seen this movie since it came out in 2009 or 2010, I recommend you rewatch it. It'll make listening. I mean, you've already listened to the episode at this point, but it'll make you, it'll, you can form your opinion again. If you think Avatar is bad, maybe you'll like it. If you really Reforged. like Avatar, maybe you'll hate it. Recommendations? I'll start. I feel like I never start. Um, Stellaris. Hey guys, Stellaris hit hit 4X strategy game on PC. Uh, it's on sale right now. Uh, very good game. Uh, I just enjoyed playing government or like, I, it's like Civilization or something. I just like games like that. Very fun. Check it out. It's on sale. Um, tr- yeah, I think that's all. That's all I got. <coughs> I, I, ins- um, I, I updated Overwatch. Uh, probably not going to play that, though. <laughs> I'd play with you. I was playing that last night. That game still uh, rocks. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go. My recommendation, I beat uh, Return of Oberdin, and uh, that game rocks in every single aspect. Um, the story uh, as a whole, once you figure out your whole book and you can read it from start to finish and see what happened and why people did what they did um it's awesome i'm not going to talk too much about the story because i don't want to spoil it there's a a lot of cool things that happen um but it's it's like it's the perfect length for a game for me i don't like super long games it took me about 10 hours to beat um it's rewarding in the way that when you first get it you're like wow i feel dumb and everything's really hard um but i mean at the start they give you everything you need to to figure out the game pretty quickly so as you go on you're like oh i'm dumb how did i miss that yeah. Um, and it's it's very rewarding. It's one of the most unique games I've ever played. I love the art style. Uh, Return of Oberdin. It's only like twenty dollars, so go play it. Um, yeah. yeah, I've been doing. So I watched a lot of movies. A lot of, I watched a lot of James Cameron movies. Uh, I guess I could recommend one of those, but I, that seems kind of cheap. Uh, was gonna <laughs> drop a James Cameron ranking, but I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna just I think I'm gonna tweet a thread. I think I'm gonna do a tweet thread review. Ooh, tweet is storm that, incoming. Is, tweet is that storm your recommendation. Incoming. Your uh, yeah, well, that, yeah, I do recommend you check that out because uh, I already know some heads will roll. Uh, not gonna where do sh- they check it out? They're gonna check it out at Zach Hohenstein one on Twitter. Um, but I feel like if you're listening to this, you probably already follow me, so just check it out. Um, but I guess my official recommendation I was thinking about either doing Six Sense because I watched that last night for the first time in like eight years. That movie's still amazing, but uh, I'm gonna go with. I listened to a Smashing Pumpkins album. I'm gonna start. I've been starting to try and listen to Smashing Pumpkins, and uh, the album's called Melon My or Melancholy in the Infinite Sadness. I think uh, it's a 28 song album, uh, two hours in length. It's a double album, very long. Uh, I thought it was pretty dope for the most part. I think for a double album, it holds up pretty well. Like there's not many filler tracks really. Towards the back end of the second disc, you start to lose your patience a bit. But uh, overall, really cool. So I'd uh, recommend that album if you're feeling really angsty because it's kind of sad. Hence the name Infinite Sadness and Melancholy or whatever. 
Um, but yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah, I guess that's it for me. All right. That it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Have a good week. Uh, everybody, uh, I think I'm coming down with something. Uh, <laughs> have a good week folks. Uh, stay safe out there. Stay in. And, uh, we'll, we will update. We will let you guys know what we're doing next week. We got some ideas, but keep your eyes peeled on the Twitter, Twitter, uh, have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>